Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Hip, 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 powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey there, it's Rachel Mullins, the host of Hashtag No Filter Fridays on Public House Media. Welcome, and thank you for joining the Confessions of a Military Spouse podcast. I am your host, Jenna Burt. I am a military spouse of 10 years, a health and fitness enthusiast, that's kind of been lacking a little bit, a mom, and a registered dental assistant. Again, I want to thank you for being here with me today, and if you find that today's episode or any other episode that you listen to really sits with you or resonates with you, or you know someone that could greatly benefit from hearing either this episode or any of my other episodes, I really encourage you guys to share it. Also, I so greatly appreciate any and all feedback. Um, so if you would like to leave some feedback, please feel free to email me at confessions of a mill spouse at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook at confessions of a military spouse or on Instagram at confessions of a mill spouse. So as you may or may not know, um, while I am recording this episode, I am coming to you from a location along our PCS journey because my husband and I have been on our PCS journey from the West Coast, which specifically was San Diego, to the East Coast, which is specifically Beaufort. Um, during this time, I've had a lot of time in the car, you guys, a lot. And a lot of time in the car with a kid hooked to the iPad, one dog that had been mellowed by medications, specifically for her betterment by the vet, and another dog that's pretty chill on his own. Um, But that also means that I've had a lot of time to reflect and think about specifically two things. So before I get into that, though, I want to apologize if things seem a little different with my audio. It is because I am coming to you from a hotel room right now. Um, so I do apologize. Hopefully, well, not hopefully, um, next episode will be back to normal. (laughs) Um, so anyway, on to those two things. So one of those things, um, is this podcast itself, uh, seeing that it's been an entire year that I've been hosting it. And the other thing is how things have changed in the last 10 years of me being a military spouse, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. So as I sit here, um, close to the final leg of our PCS journey in my new super cute flamingo slippers, (laughs) which if you didn't know, I am obsessed with flamingos. Um, I thought this would be a great time to reflect with all of you about those two things. So let's go ahead and do it. Let's 
start with the reflection of this podcast. Um, when I started this podcast, it was like my favorite rapper Nelly said, it was only just a dream. <laughs> um, I remember there would be so many times that my husband and I would either be on the couch or in the car or at dinner, wherever, and I would read something or I would hear something, see something, experience something, and I would bitch to him about it and then it would usually be followed by the comment, quote unquote, only in the military. Um, we joked for a long time that we should write a book about the crazy shit that happens in the military and that it would be a number one seller and people would relate to it so much. And then we would usually laugh pretty hysterically about it, mostly because we didn't actually think those things those things about that. Um, but also because it really is true and sad that there literally are so many things that happen to military families that we probably could write a book about it, but that it would also be so relatable. When I really started thinking about hosting a podcast though, I wondered where the hell would I even start? Literally the exact words that went through my mind. Um, so I, of course, took to the interwebs <laughs> and began Googling how to start a podcast. And it came up with the obvious of a microphone and a computer. All right. Fair enough. Like, I deserved that. Um, but, <laughs> but then once I dug further deeper into what it took to start a podcast, it would talk about podcast platforms and producing it and editing it and music. And that's pretty much when I stopped reading because all of that was way too overwhelming for me. I had no clue how to edit anything or add music to anything, to be honest. And it seemed like a lot of work and I just was not about that life. At that point though, I was super into personal development, which if we're being honest, is something that I need to get back into. But I started listening to podcasts um, on my way to work pretty much anytime I had free time. And one of the podcasts that I listened to was Dr. Mariah White, who hosts the podcast, Your Life Matters. And to be honest, I'm not even 100% sure how I found her. I think maybe we connected through Instagram because of Beachbody Coaching, um... And she was probably promoting her podcast then because I started listening to it right as it came out, but I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, I started listening to her podcast and I would hear the quote unquote advertisements for the brought to you by. And I listened for a few weeks before I thought to myself, maybe I should research this company that's like, oh, you know, brought to you by. And I think... Before I even did that, though, I reached out to Dr. Mariah White and asked her about her podcast and how she got started and if it was easy to get started, etc. And I think we chatted briefly and I finally decided to research the company who was publishing her podcast, which was, you guessed it, Public House Media. Um, I went to their website to try to get more information about the company and make sure they were legit, <laughs> which looking back now sounds so silly because they had produced another podcast, but you know, it's the 21st century. Um, but when I got on their website, it said that they were now accepting applications for new shows in the following categories or something along those lines. Well, not to my surprise, a military spouse was not one of those categories that they were currently seeking, uh, but it also said other at the bottom. 
or something along those lines. So I decided to go for it. Um, I found out what it took to submit a show idea and I recorded the snippet um, of my show that the company requested and sent it to them for review. And it seems like an eter- it seemed at the time like an eternity to hear back from them, but I know it probably wasn't more than a few days. And before I knew it, I was speaking with Baxter, who is the founder and owner of Public House Media. And I've actually become really good friends with he and his wife now because of this. And um, he put an offer on the table for me to team up with Public House Media and Confessions of a Military Spouse was born. Now, why is it important for you to know all of that background, though? Well, a few reasons. Number one is to show you the amazing connections and friendships that you can make simply through networking and listening. Like, I am one of those people that I truly believe everything happens for a reason. And I absolutely believe that Dr. Mariah and I connected for a greater purpose. And yes, part of that purpose was this podcast and public house media, but also for the friendships that have come from it. Another reason I feel it's really important for you to know the background is because in this time of reflection, like I never in my wildest dreams thought that this podcast would reach as many people as it has. Before I started, I told myself, you know, you always go through the what ifs, right? I mean, when you start anything, a new job, a move, whatever, you always go through the what ifs. Well, what if I fail? What if I'm not good? What if I'm not as good as I think I am? You know, the list goes on and on. So before I started this podcast, my biggest concern actually was not what if I failed, but the negative feedback that I would get from talking about this stuff. So I sat down and I told myself, I said, okay, if my podcast impacts just one person positively, then it was worth it. And I cannot tell you how blown away I am by just how many people my podcast has actually reached, touched, and impacted. When I tell you that I love to hear from you, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, like I truly mean it. Even if you reach out to me to tell me that you're on a PCS journey and are listening to my podcast during your travel or that you have listened to every episode because you can totally relate, or even if you reach out to me and tell me that you think my podcast is total bullshit and you can't stand it, well, you know what? Honestly, I'd be happy to hear that too. So as I've been reflecting on the last year of this podcast, I have to say that I am completely at a loss for words with how thankful I am for each and every one of you. Also, how thankful I am for this military life to give me so much to talk about. Um, Just kind of funny, but seriously, it blows my mind to know that my words have impacted the lives of so many other military spouses. And as for what's to come, oh, you guys, when we finally finish this PCS... I'm going to do a happy dance. I'm going to drink some wine. I'm going to, there's a lot of stuff I'm going to do, but I will most definitely be having more guest speakers on the show. I know it's kind of been few and far between here lately, but there's been a lot going on. Um, and I also know there is a super hot topic right now with military housing, um, in San Diego, specifically Lincoln. (laughs) And I am trying my best to connect with someone who is a lot more knowledgeable about the topic and the situation and everything else that's going on with the housing 
market in San Diego. Um, I'm trying to connect with them and get them on the podcast with me so they can discuss exactly what is going on with the situation and shed some more light and awareness because from what I know, let me just tell you, it's bad. Now, on to the topic and reflection of this military life in general. So as you know, if you paid attention to the beginning of this or any other episode. Um, I have been a military spouse pretty much for 10 years. So our actual 10 year anniversary isn't until October of 2020, but we got together in 2009. Virginia, William Hill, America's number one sports book is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. And that's when we started living together and stuff. So I've been in the military life for 10 years. Um, And can we just talk about and celebrate the fact that after 10 years of this life, we are actually still married? I'll wait for you guys to clap. (laughs) I know it's not really a joking matter, and I'd be lying if I said it hasn't been touch and go a few times. But if you've ever looked at the divorce rates for military couples, you'll see why this is such an achievement. But I digress because that's another topic for another time. So an entire decade is a long time in general, but I feel like, especially as a military spouse, um, when I sit there and think about it, I almost feel like military years should be, (laughs) should be counted like dog years or something where one year is actually equal to seven, um, or something along those lines, because man, this shit is hard. And anyone who tells you otherwise is totally lying. And I swear it ages you quicker than normal life. Um, so what have I learned in these 10 years as a military spouse? Well, nothing. Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. I've actually learned a lot. Um, when I was a new military spouse, I was so excited to be just that. I was excited to wear all the Marine Corps stuff and go to the Marine Corps ball and see my husband get promoted and, you know, just be like, yeah, I'm a military spouse. And I was all about that military wife life. And then somehow over time, that kind of faded. And I didn't really want to be associated as a military wife. Um, And I think that fade happened when I realized the negative connotation that being a military wife usually has, which is sad. But there is a lot of shady shit that goes on in the military lifestyle. And it's not only the wives, it's also the active duty members. I know you guys hear a lot more about the wives and all the shady shit that they do. But Let me just tell you, when we were on recruiting duty, I remember hearing about recruiters that were sleeping with their poolies or sleeping with their poolies' parents and how recruiters would be drinking on the job or they'd be forced to stay until so many calls were made or so many kids were enlisted. You guys, it was wild. But on the flip side of that, the spouses can be crazy too. I think everyone has heard of spouses cheating while their spouse is deployed or even worse, leaving them while they're gone and their spouse comes home to literally nothing. Um, But there's also the spouses that wear their husband or wives rank and try to pull that card, which that's always a fun one. 
Uh, then you have the spouses that are literally just batshit crazy and <laughs> really, really mean. And they are the bullies that just bully other spouses and put the new spouses down. And it's a crazy world out there as a military spouse. So I'm really not surprised that new spouses come in with all this hope and glimmer in their eyes and it's quickly crushed and it puts them in a place of not being quote unquote proud to be a military spouse. The other thing I learned in the last decade of being a military spouse is that military or not, when you're married, you have to work at it every single day. Like there is never a time you can stop working at it and have a successful marriage. Now, being a military family, I think complicates that even more. And sometimes it makes it harder to do. And what do I mean by that? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is when your spouse is deployed and in a completely different country where you guys are like 27 hours apart. Sorry, I don't really know if that's true or not, but times are very, very different. And they have limited to no communication options. I mean, I think that makes communicating with them pretty hard. (laughs) Um, Thankfully, or not, I'm not really sure. My husband deployed back to back early on in his career when we weren't together. And then um, we went on recruiting duty and some other duty stations that were non-deployable. So by the time he did deploy again, um, he was higher ranking and in positions where he was able to have communication while he was gone mostly all of the time. But even then it did not make it super easy. Like we still had to work at it every single day whenever we had the chance to. When I was first a military spouse, I honestly didn't want to know much about what my husband did in the military. Like I knew he was in logistics, but to be honest, that was about it. And that was all I felt like I really needed to know. Honestly, I had no understanding of the military and what he actually did for the military. Like I said, I knew he was in logistics, but that was it. I would basically tell people that he played real life Tetris, (laughs) but I don't think that was actually the case looking back now. And now that we're 10 years into this life, um, I definitely regret that. I regret not pushing to know more and not pushing to understand And so now that we're 10 years into this life, I'm trying to make up for that 10 years that I quote unquote neglected um, in understanding him and his role in the military. One thing that I did understand pretty well, or I think I understood pretty well, uh, was recruiting duty. And to be honest, I'm not 100% sure how we survived that, but we did. And we actually were sitting together the other day and we're talking about it. And we both agreed that something I think we think that played into our favor was that we were both really young when we were on recruiting duty and we had no kids. Um, Because we think about recruiting duty now and if we ever had to go back, we know and understand that it would be an extreme struggle for us. Uh, But fingers crossed, we won't have to do that. (laughs) Um... And I've always joked about not knowing what my husband actually did in the military, but the older I've gotten, the more time has gone on. I realize that it's only quote unquote hurt us in the long run because without understanding that I can't fully understand him and what drives him and maybe what brings him home in a bad mood from work and, you know, the, the things that he can talk about, what he's talking about, um, 
And that's make the communication that I've talked about even harder. Now, do I think that he could walk into a dentist's office and assist the dentist? Well, no, (laughs) but I do know that he could probably tell you all of the office drama that happens and some of what I do, which is a really nice feeling and something I think that I have kind of taken for granted, um, but also that's opened my eyes and I've realized that I want to be able to do the same. So I highly encourage you all of you spouses to take the time to really understand what it is that your spouse does in the military and their job as it's ever changing and ever evolving. And every time you go somewhere else, it's going to be something different, but it'll give you so much of a greater understanding of them and why they are the way that they are sometimes. The last thing I want to reflect on today is family slash friends in the military. As you all know, family is family, and they always will be that. But what I've grown to know and understand uh, through this military life is that your friends can easily become your family, just as much as your family can easily become just a friend. Yes, I said that, and I want you all to hear it again. Your friends can easily become your family, just as much as your family can easily become just a friend. And I've really gotten to see this as we've traveled across the country on this PCS journey. Um, We've made quite a few stops up until this point. And of those stops, except for two of them, we've never had to pay to stay at a place. And the only reason we've had to pay to stay those two times were because we stayed in hotels, obviously, because we were literally in the middle of nowhere where we knew no one. (laughs) And so we had no choice but to stay in a hotel. Uh, But for example, and I won't get too much into this because I'm going to be making a whole episode about this PCS journey because you guys, it has been crazy. Um, (laughs) But when we stopped in Denver, we stopped at a friend's house whom we had met through the military. So my husband had worked with him in 2009. So that's the same year that my husband and I first got together. And we have remained in contact with him for 10 years, you guys. 10 years, an entire decade. That's a long time, but we consider them family now. And we know that if we're ever in Denver and need a place to stay, we can stay there and we will have tons of great memories with them. And that's exactly what I'm talking about when I say that your friends can easily become your family. As a military family, I feel like the word family can have a much different context and meaning. I think most people consider family blood, and of course they are, but when you're a military family and you're either overseas or too far away from your actual family, you have to create your own family, and that's exactly what we've done. In the last 10 years, my husband and I have made friends that we are so close with, we consider them family. It's Aunt Kara, Aunt Tara, Uncle Pete, Uncle Danny, like that's just how it is, and we talk to them just as much and honestly, if not more than our own blood family. And there's a reason why. Because when you find these people you can confide in that accept you as your own, even though you are what I like to call a transplant, meaning you, you know, you're not from the area, you didn't grow up there, you're only going to be there temporary, you hold on to that and you hold on to those people because it is so hard to find true friendships in life let alone in the military. So when you find it, you treasure it, you nurture it, and you love it just like you would your own blood family 
because they're the ones who become your family away from family and they're going to be there for a lifetime. The military lifestyle is truly a blessing, even though when Murphy's Law of Deployment or Murphy's Law of PCS is happening, it's hard to see and understand that. But when you really sit back and look at it, the life that you create, if you choose to do so, is a life that will not compare to anything else. And of course, it's a wild ride, but it's also one of the coolest I could ever be on. And I am beyond thankful to be able to be on not only this ride, but this ride with my husband for the last 10 years. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you loved this episode or any other episode, make sure that you hit subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform so you never miss an episode. And I can promise you there are some good episodes to come.